0: Welcome to the Innovate CT podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Innovate CT podcast. And uh, really excited to have what I think is going to be a fantastic guest on today's episode, Liz Rade, who is a research specialist. And Liz, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Uh, We are thrilled to have you because I I really want to hear all about skills 21 at ed advance and it's uh, so for those in the in the connecticut education community a lot of people probably know about skills 21 and ed advance but um before we jump in a little bit about you could you just share with the audience maybe a, like a quick blurb what what is the organization you work at and what's the mission of skills 21
1: sure so our parent organization is EdAdvance, advance which is one of the six regional education service centers in connecticut and regional education service centers do all sorts of things for schools in their region from transportation to special education services before and after school services um, all sorts of things but what Skills21 does is we are really interested in helping students develop 21st century skills and um, being innovators and inventors and uh, active learners. Um, we've been around for about 18 years. Uh, this will be our 18th Expo Fest, And that is our annual big event that brings together students from all over the state to show off some really neat work.
0: So so I have, a, I have a question because and I, again we have a lot of educators that listen that listen to our podcast but I'm not sure everyone knows a, a lot about what what is the whole idea of this this regional organization in the state of Connecticut you said there's six of them so there's others other than Ed Advance can you just give like a little bit more color on how these how these came about and Maybe what some of the other ones are in case people know might know. Yeah,
1: them. so these were established by, I believe, the um, Department of Education in Connecticut um, about 40 years ago, maybe longer, um, to help support schools doing different services and um, and they do all sorts of things. So CREC, C-R-E-C, is the biggest uh, regional education service center in the state, and that is in the Hartford area. Um, there's LEARN, there's ACEs, there's CES, um, there's EASTCON and EdAdvance. We are the uh, different RESCs, and we serve the schools in our region um, to just help uh, support the schools with things that they may not be able to fund themselves or they need some help doing. We do all sorts of things from teacher training and um, the RESCs work very collaboratively. So we are um, invited to work with schools outside of our RESC for the work that we do. Um, And it's just, uh, yeah, service centers to help support the schools in their missions.
0: You, so I think the the cool thing about this is, you work across school districts, correct? And I and your 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 area, correct me if I'm wrong, is like the, the northwestern part of Canada. Yes,
1: we are mostly Litchfield County.
0: Awesome. So no, and I, I think that's important. Because I, I I don't think everyone knows that those six exist. So I appreciate you getting giving giving some context and background there, because so I think it helps. I think it helps people better understand what whatever what what this is all about. So, so, so awesome. And, and before we jump into skills 21 and expo Fest and all the fantastic things that the organization that you are a part of does, I want, I want you to share with the audience just a little bit about you and your background. Um, And we'll, we'll make sure to link to your website that the skills 21.org website in our, 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 our show description. So everyone can go check it out if they want to get involved or learn more about the organization. But I'd love to, if you could just share a little bit about, about, you know, who is Liz? How did you end up in, in this, in this, in this role? And, and what did you do before that? You know, clearly education's past in yours, but if you could share a little bit about you, I think, I think people would love to hear that.
1: Sure. Um, I graduated from college and wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that uh, I wanted to do service. Um, I went to a Jesuit university. I went to Loyola in Maryland and um, was really inspired to give back to the community. And so I thought I would go and teach for a year or two um, just before I started whatever was going to be my real job and i was in um i was placed in a classroom in a small catholic school in camden new jersey and uh, fell in love with teaching um so now 20 years later i have not left education it was not something i was just gonna do for a year or two before getting on with my real life it was my real life um so i
0: isn't it funny yeah, how that works
1: yeah Um, So I taught in Camden for three years. Then I, uh, while I was there, I got my master's in elementary education. And I've always loved being a learner. And after my three years teaching, uh, when I hadn't had very much formal education training, um, but again, social justice and uh, equity and equality were very important to me. I went back to um, get my doctorate in Uh, mathematics education. So I did that. Um, I worked for three years um, volunteering and doing some research in Philadelphia public schools. And then my family moved to Connecticut and I lived and worked and taught at a boarding school for 10 years and loved every minute of that. It's an extremely different world, but uh, you kind of live, sleep, eat, breathe your job. Um, right. but I was very fortunate in 2016 to be awarded a Fulbright, um, grant and I was part of the Fulbright distinguished awards in teaching and I was, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. I was able to spend six months in Finland. So, wow. um, my whole family moved over to Finland in January of 2016 and we came back in August of 2016 And I was so inspired by what I saw in Finland and having this opportunity to really just, while I was there, I visited 23 different schools, um, got to see all kinds of education and amazing things happening. And when I returned, I was really motivated to um, go bigger than what I could do at one single school. And working at a regional service center was the right way to go by... Um, Now I'm in schools across the state and I'm able to impact the education of more than just a school of 150, I'm impacting the education of thousands. So,
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And and I think that's one of the, that's one of the unique things about the organization that you're in and working for one of these more, more regional organizations is you can have a larger impact. So you can make, make a, make a difference in even more students' lives. So that's fantastic. So share with share with share with our audience a little bit about so what is what is what exactly is Skills 21 um, and and what is your role there I'd like to start there and then we'll, we'll we'll follow up that question with with a little bit about Expo Fest which you mentioned earlier yes. uh, but let, let's hear a little bit about Skills 21 and and what you do there as as a research specialist Yeah
1: so Skills 21 um, does work in uh, our main focus is middle schools and high schools and we are helping students innovate and explore and create Um, we want students to be active learners and our kind of philosophy rests in challenge-based learning so what that means is that um, as students are Doing work throughout the year, we want them to be thinking about uh, a real-world problem that uh, bothers them, confronts them, is something they think about, keeps them up at night, and start creating a solution. Whether it's a product, a service, a campaign, a an app, um, some way to solve that problem. Um, we have several different grants from the National Science Foundation because all of this work um, we're really looking at and my role as the research specialist is to look at what are students learning by engaging in this type of challenge-based learning. Um, We're looking at 21st century skills like teamwork and collaboration, creativity, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, business skills, entrepreneurial intentions. We're also looking at Um, STEM interest and career interest so as students engage in this learning that is usually pretty STEM focused because there is a lot of data and experimentation and building and engineering um, and technology use we want to see if students are becoming more interested in studying or taking a career in those areas and we're finding that they do and students are growing in All sorts of ways, both content knowledge wise, but really it's the those intangible skills that you can't test for um, easily, but you can see kids growing in their creativity and confidence and public speaking skills and problem solving and their ability to persist and overcome through roadblocks and face failure. That's been one of the big things for me is, um, seeing kids persist, persist through failure, which, uh, you know, you might want to call it grit. You can call it perseverance. You can call it, uh, stick to itiveness, whatever you want to call it. Um, we like to see our kids fail and keep working, um, cause that's where the learning happens.
0: And I mean, that, that's innovation, right? Innovation is failing and learning from your, your failures and then keep exactly. going. And, and what, what can you do? So I love that. So, so you mentioned the organization has quite the history. Yeah. And I'm sure it, it's changed, obviously, over the years, especially, uh, you know, everything now, there's, there's such a focus on STEM. There's such a focus on technology. There's such a focus on innovation. It has, and I know you haven't, you haven't been there uh, for, for too long. This role is still relatively new for you, but how is how has the organization been able to adapt over all these years to keep you know stay relevant and even I would say almost ahead of what other organizations are doing um, with with everything that's constantly changing? How, how does how does how does the team do? That? Yeah,
1: we've had uh, our. Our team has always been about innovation and um, Expo going back 18 years, it was much smaller. It started out with only a few schools in one room at Little Ed Advance, but now is a um, huge event of 1,200 students and 40 or 50 schools. But um, we've had great leaders that have always been kind of on the cutting edge of technology and innovation um, our newest grant is uh, going to be teaching kids how to take the products that they're making and selling and pitching and overlaying some augmented reality on top of it. So we really oh, that's have cool. been um, kind of ahead of the curve um, as priorities in the, in the United States change and in education change, we've adapted and changed categories. Um, at Expo Fest. So we are just wrapping up our third year of a grant in integrating STEM and computer science. So trying to get computer science to more kids um, by integrating it into their regular science classrooms. Um, so, you know, computer science and technology have been a big um, focus for the National Science Foundation right now. So, you know, as, yeah, as that has changed, we've integrated more computer science and coding into our competition. Um, and, you know, digital media keeps changing. So the way we um, we run our competition, obviously, 18 years ago, the competition in digital media was not about making a YouTube channel. Um, and now it right, is. Right, right. So. Uh, you know, getting kids to be content creators and innovators in these spaces that are new and exciting. We're really excited about augmented reality. And, um, you know, we're always just looking for that new thing and teaching the kids how to do it because they are um, much more savvy than we are often and (laughs) they learn it quickly and they use it. So it's been really exciting.
0: No, I, I love that. And I appreciate you kind of sharing a little bit of the backstory on how that is, because technology and, and this whole space is constantly evolving. So it's, it's cool to hear how, how your organization is evolving at the same time. So what is what is your role as a research specialist at, at Skills21? How um, how does the work that you do play into the bigger picture?
1: Yeah. So the work I do um, means that I am out in the schools and uh, some of it is not the most glamorous work. I'm doing a lot of Um, you know, making sure kids are taking our surveys and are, um, you know, that we're collecting the right sorts of data so that we can analyze what exactly is happening. Um, But I also get to do some cool things like um, last year, I was fortunate enough to be able to follow six students really closely through their capstone projects. So I was able to do a lot of interviewing and walking the whole year with Um, these six young ladies and gentlemen, and really getting to hear what they were thinking as they were going through these projects and um, to learn about how kids are learning and how they are facing these challenges and thinking about um, their work, where their work fits in in the world, how you know, how what they're doing in high school will relate to what they want to do beyond high school if it does or if it doesn't. Um, So that was definitely the most interesting part of my year last year was doing these case studies. I also do focus groups with kids. Just, um, I'm always, I love being in the classroom. So anytime I can get out to the classroom and observe and see what kids are doing and give them feedback and have them give us feedback, that is my favorite thing to do.
0: Well, and that must, that must be really interesting, especially, you know, kids are obviously learning differently now uh, with, with with all the technology that's available to them compared to, you know, even five years ago, 10 years ago. So that must be really interesting to, to as you got to, you know, watch some of this actually happen, what that looks like. I, I, I'm sure that was really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It was. So, oh, go well,
1: ahead. I think one of the biggest takeaways is that, you know, kids are not learning in in very traditional ways. What they want to learn, they are learning from YouTube. Um, and it's they're not just learning silly things on YouTube. Um, I worked with six students last year. Several of them were doing technology projects. And when they had questions about coding, whether it was coding for an app, yeah. a website, or with an Arduino, they are on... YouTube learning how to code um and it's you know that's where they're going for their knowledge they're not going to their teachers they're not certainly not going to a book um and you know they're not they're not looking for the knowledge anywhere except on YouTube and Google and what they can learn there is amazing and you know as as a knitter and a fiber artist, when I have questions about what I'm doing, i that's where I learn, too, as I go to YouTube. Yeah, it's I'm not interesting. looking in a book it, anymore.
0: I, well, it's its funny, because what—what what, you and I are old enough to remember doing reports in, in high school and or middle school and using encyclopedias. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> that's how we did reports. Oh, I need this piece of information. Let me go to the encyclopedia. Because Wikipedia was not a thing yet, right? So it, it is very interesting. Um, and to your point earlier, how, how quickly kids adapt to technology. I often, I always give the example I have this a three little kids seven, five, and three year old and they think every single thing is a touchscreen. They will walk up <laughs> yes. to TVs and yes. start touching them because, well, yes. you know, your, your laptop's a touchscreen and your iPad's a touchscreen and your iPhone's a touchscreen. Why wouldn't the TV yep. be a touchscreen? <clears throat> so it's just funny how things change. So uh, it's a great example. So, and, 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 you know, I think what you're doing from a research perspective, getting that data is so important to figuring out how you want to make change and and real change and, and, and learning just the trends and it's, it's important work you're doing while, like you said, it might not be the most glamorous at times. It's super important to hopefully get what we need to figure out how to, how to improve things. So I think that's fantastic. So you've mentioned Expo Fest a couple of times now, and I know that there are other programs that, that. That Skills 21 has for 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 you know in, in both middle school and high school, but but younger students as well. But Expo Fest is you know from everything I've read and seen is is like one of your signature programs. So can you share with the audience what is Expo Fest? Um, it, you know it, at the heart of it, you mentioned it's it's you know across it's thousands of attendees, it's multiple schools, it's kids pitching things that they've created, but. What what is so special about it? What do you oh, love about it?
1: Expo Fest is the best day of the year. It is better than yeah. anything else. It is um, it is just phenomenal. So, Expo Test Fest kind of takes the idea of science fair and flips it on its head and adds in some uh, you know high energy trade show stuff um, on top of making it a total. Um, fun scene where there's all kinds of games and photo booths going on. So, um, this year's Expo Fest is on June 6th. Um, we have made it a huge one day event. So, there are a few different things that go on at Expo Fest. Kind of the signature event that has been going on for these 18 years are the team competitions. So, uh, teams are made up um, of either Typically, they're an academic class at a school. So it could be a freshman biology class. It could be a a mixed level class of kids that are taking some sort of technology or engineering class. Um, So these students work together as a team throughout the year on what we call an innovation challenge project. And so the challenge um, really across all the categories is find a real world problem solve it show us your solution what we don't see a lot of at expo fest is trifold boards and you know the scientific method hypothesis not that kids are not using those things but what they are really bringing to the table are prototypes actual working prototypes of whatever they have invented it can be an app as a solution it could be a web app it can be an actual physical engineered product It can be um, an awareness campaign, although we don't see many of those. Um, So kids are bringing these actual live solutions to uh, the Oakdale Theater and showing them to judges. So we have categories of competitions. So we run a competition in NGSS, which are the next generation science standards. So those are science, typically science classes competing against each other. We have our STEM plus computer science category. So those are kids that are using computer science in their solution somehow. Um, They have to do some coding. Um, We have a entrepreneurship category, which is really fun because the kids are focused on the business and marketing of their product. Um, We've got uh, all kinds of categories. Those are some of the The big ones. We have a technology category where kids are making wearables and apps. We have, um, so we have those, the team competitions. Then we have our capstone category. So these are seniors that have done an independent project for the year. Um, And again, they are looking at problems in the world and looking at solutions. So Um, Some of the problems are extremely scientific and kids are doing really high level, high quality research in a lab, often with a partner at a university. Um, They are, you know, their final projects look like real science research. We've also got kids doing engineering. We've got visual and creative arts projects. Um, We have humanities type projects where kids are writing children's books. Um, We have a health category where kids are, you know, researching different issues in health. Um, So those are uh, really cool projects because the kids do so much work independently. And then we also have a film fest going on at the same time. So we have um, a whole screening room where kids from across the state are submitting films in different categories from documentaries to comedies to animations, um, in both middle school and high school. Uh, so that's all going on at the same time. We've got usually, um, a minimum of 50 judges that are helping us, um, go through and grade these projects and, you know, have this competition. So judges come to us from small businesses, big businesses, um, lots of higher ed people. We have some, you know, ExpoFest alumni or teachers that have participated in the past and no longer you know, participate. Um, maybe they've moved on to a different school or are doing something different now. So we get these judges. The kids at ExpoFest have to set up a trade show booth. So they have a, a booth where judges are coming to see their product there. Um, at their booth, they've got swag. They've got professional signs and lights and um, you know, giveaways and all kinds of stuff to attract other people to their booth. They also do a three to five minute live pitch in a pitch room, right? For the judges. And then they also have to have an active online presence, both a website and social media. So these kids are doing a ton of work. And when you get to Expo Fest and you see everything these kids have done and how excited they are about sharing their work, um you can't walk through the expo fest aisles without being bombarded by high schoolers who are like hey have you heard about our product hey have you seen our solution they just want to show you what they've done and they are so proud of it and they should be
0: it's su- it, it's super intense and I actually it's funny I interviewed uh Riley Fitzpatrick yes. who was a student who participated in expo fests earlier this year um he actually found me on social media and I interviewed him for my podcast and learned all about what what he was working on for his, for his project um, uh, called Human Site. So it was, I was shocked at the level of um, not just professionalism, but just work that went into what he put, what he had, what he had made for the, for the Expo Fest. So super, super cool. And um, so let me ask you this, just to follow up on that. If people want to go to Expo Fest or they want their school to participate in Expo Fest. How do how do you make that happen? What, you what can, how does that work?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean get in touch with us. Info at skills21.org is the best way to find us. Um, skills21.org is our website. Um, June sixth at the Oakdale Theater, we will be there all day. Um, so any of those ways are great. Uh, We would love to hear from people and get schools involved. There's a ton of different ways to be involved. Our film fest is 100% free. You don't need, um, kids can do it on their own uh, or with a class or with a a group of friends. Um, And some of our projects are supported by grants. So we have, you know, a lot of different ways for people to get involved. Um, And it's just really fun to see kids from across the state. These are not only, you know, these are kids from urban schools, suburban schools, rural schools. We work, you know, in some of the biggest cities in Connecticut. We have schools from Hartford and New Haven and Stamford and Danbury. And then we have schools from, you know, much smaller rural towns like Litchfield. <laughs> so
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely a diverse group. So, so thank you so much for making time. I I think you did a a fantastic job sharing the, you know, the vision of, of, of both Ed Advance and Skills 21 and how you're involved. And, and hopefully we have some uh, educators out there or some parents out there listening that want to get involved and want to have their school participate, or they can be a volunteer or a judge and they'll get in touch with you. So like I said, I will absolutely make sure to include your website, in our show description and I just want to you know thank you for what you're doing for, for the state of Connecticut for all the students and, and for making time to be on the podcast it was a fantastic uh, fantastic dialogue and you guys are doing
1: oh, great thank work. you so much for having us
0: if you would like to get involved with innovate ct please visit our website at www.innovatect.org there you can find links to our social media we currently are active on twitter facebook and instagram and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.